beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I am Petey Rave, and I'm back here in the proper place in my wicker chair. Uh, here with y'all, and here with me, is my team, my friends, uh, the fellas. Uh, we've got none other than Brett. Uh, money in the bank. Mm-hmm. We've got Drew. Brap, brap, brap. And we've got Patrick. I noticed a distinct lack of throw pillows in this setup, Petey. Yeah, no. There's a there's a there's one throw pillow way over there that I'm not gonna grab that's uh, supposed to be you a, done a throw, loaf of You done throwed that pillow. It's over it's there. It's a it's a loaf of toast with a mustache and a pat of butter on its forehead. Yeah, it's fantastic. I like toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> toast. Uh <laughs> toast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Haywood uh, Haywood Banks makes an appearance on Record Breaker. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought that would happen. Yeah. All right, Gonna all right. Throw and like dial that yeah toast back a little, but <laughs> it's worth it. Yes. Uh, that being said, we're here to talk about music. That's what we do. That's what we we. That's what we make our our thing. Uh, the provider of the music this week is none other than Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week? Uh, so, uh, it's the tail end of summer and this, I just brought the album I've been listening to all summer, uh, best coast and their new album, California nights. Well, newish, I guess it's like four months old now, but that's new for music. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta ask out, uh, Brett, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I, I was unfamiliar with best coast. I, I, you know, I, I I sort of saw it forever. I'm an RDO subscriber, so Best Coast hangs out with all the other, you know, modern, you know, West Coast hipster bullshit that hangs out on RDO's uh, suggested music forever. Um, but I never like took a you know a dive into that. I am glad that I have because I have things to say. <laughs> you have things to say. You have thoughts. Uh, Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, as Brett said, he, he's seen the name, so he sort of got the idea that they hung out in the, uh, the hipstery, um, indie, indie rock, as it were, um, and that's about all he knew. Suffice it to say, I knew way less, um, I knew, I knew their name was uh best coast i knew there was two uh people in this band and then i i turned it on and that was about all i got yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's uh yeah uh patrick how would you describe the themes on them as an elements that make up this record uh best coast there little rock duo it's uh very guitar like I wouldn't call it guitar heavy because the guitars are actually fairly simple. It's it's poppy rock, indie rock, but it's fun. It's got a, a little bit of like a 
surf rock 60s girl group sort of vibe at times uh jangly guitars which are fun and it just it's and a little touch of like the residual southern california pop punk of the 90s um it's female fronted uh she sings and writes and plays guitar and i just don't think there's enough of that in the world um and it, it just to me this the album sounds like like the kind of thing you listen to driving with the windows down on a hot summer night. It just sounds like summer to me. So I figured it was, it was the last gasp of summer. We needed to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very, very modern summer sound. Uh, in a way, Brett, what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention? Uh, it, it- you know, it, it the album cracks open from the get go. You you hear the vocal layerings and the reverb, along with the twang guitar. You, you know, if I was to guess from the Google image search I did before this, it's a it's a Telecaster, and it's all doused in a big old barrel of reverb. Um, it's kind of got that uh, that feeling that it was, you know, recorded in a vat of honey. Um, the album, uh, you know, like like the ones of the Fears, seemed to like recreate the the sound of recording inside of a parking garage um that uh you know we're not actually in a studio but we really are we just have really really good gear uh reverb um and uh lyrically uh you know it 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 had a lot of things that lead me to you know be targeted towards youths or the disenfranchised youngs of the world um you know and you know it didn't move me but i'm a grumpy old fart um and not a lot of stuff does uh but otherwise there's there's a lot of uh tight beats um the tone of the guitar while you know being slapped back and you know reverby is as shit uh, is is done to effect and the vocals are you know as they're layered and done in post but they're they're harmonized very very well um what they tried to get across musically i believe is what product we got i don't think there was anything that was left that they didn't try to do because this album was very very well produced yes very well produced indeed uh true what would be the themes on elements that caught your attention um brett's right it did sound very deliberate um the the sounds that they were going for i will echo that sentiment but overall, to me, it felt really sort of like two minds, right? Like, to me, this was the newest album we've ever yeah, done. Yeah. I think this was the most recent up to, like, recording. Like, there Slater wasn't a lot of time. Huh? Yeah. Slater Kenny would be the other, like, do, new album we uh, did. We did that. Uh, when like, did that come out versus when we did I the recording? I think it was less than a month. Less than a month? Okay. I literally did it, I think, my first pick after it came out. Okay. Um, so this was, okay. It's one of the newest albums we've had. Um, but it feels to me, like removed from like what's going on, uh, within even the indie rock scene now. Um, it still does that lo-fi thing that indie rock loves to do the rare garage band, even though we're not a garage band, the thing I don't quite understand, but as long as it's not too heavy handed and it doesn't sound like a giant wall of like a ball of noise, then I'm okay with it. Um, you've still got to have some good tone to it and you've got to be able to be catchy and still sound good. You can't be so lo-fi. It sounds like a trash can. Um, it was well put together. It was well mixed for that. Um, and, but it still had that sort of edgy little bit of punk rock sensibility to it. Um, 
so I had sort of a hint of everything. Um, and that to me is the best I could put on it. It had a hint of like everything. It had that mid nineties, all rock feel to it, but yet it had hints of like surf rockiness to the style, um, the composition, uh, style to it and stuff like that. And it would, I actually enjoyed myself with it. The, the weird thing was that usually when I enjoy something new that I haven't listened to before, something jumps out at me and like catches me and like says like, this is why you're going to enjoy this. This had none of that. Like the the guitars were simple. So it wasn't like there was like these sweeping guitar things that were going to get me. There wasn't a dance groove to it. Bass. uh, um, So like no horns. Um, which uh, is no, a thing no, that there, there were does. zero horns. I, I will agree. Yes. No <laughs> horns. Horn of tuba free. in town no, no while they were recording. It was horn free. Uh, right. It wasn't very horny, as we would say. Yes. Um, so, like, it's there was nothing there that told me that, like, hey, this is why you're going to like it. But I ended up liking it. There's some nitpicky things I could go into. This is far from a perfect record. Um, but it was good. Like, I. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, Patrick, let's get down to some tracks. What would be some of the key tracks to zeroing on on this album? Um, I'm not going to do the record breaker thing. I'm going to go to the second track, uh, Fine Without You. That song to me is, it works on a lot of levels. It's got, it's, it's really, really like fun sounding. But the lyrics are very not like it's not okay, and and that's one of my favorite things about this record is there's a lot of happy sounding songs about not particularly happy topics, and I, I feel like that that kind of works with them. Uh, Heaven sent another that one's sort of probably the happy song, uh, but but um, it's it, it's it's what they do. It's kind of a dead simple chord progression. Uh, this the the. You know, guitar player Bob spends all of his time adding texture with crazy reverbed out modulated guitar. And you usually get a really good hook that you want to sing along with. Um, and it, it just it works. It's it's got good energy. It's, you know, that they, they've managed to, you know, be a duo and basically add just enough other musicians to be a rock band but without like losing kind of the two of them playing off of each other. And then uh, the title track, California nights, just kind of the whole vibe. They, they have more than once, like the name best coast is literally uh, Bethany, the lead singer from Southern California moved to New York and basically came home, like moved to New York, quit music, came home and got right back into it. In part because like she just loves where she's from and it's a song about about your hometown and it's I you know I don't think I'll probably ever live in California but I can see the appeal like and that that song sort of has that vibe to it Mm -hmm. the Cal the the we like California very uh, a very opposite of uh, the Jonathan Colton song I hate California and I I don't know why I brought that up I'm running on fumes. Truth is why I brought that up. (laughs) Uh, That being said, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention? Now, I've seen some parts of California that you don't think is parts of California. 
I saw yes. Bush Cheney signs in people's yards in the California. House. But no, I um, fuck Owens place in Bakersfield. Let me tell you, Bakersfield's a shithole. Uh, when you're just on the other side of the Sierras of uh, of Reno, you see some fucking shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I gotta go with mostly early, early in this album of things. Sort of had a feel, sort of had a groove to them. Again, this album was very, very well produced. If you go and look at the the production staff involved in this music and the other people who they've put their hands on, you can tell that this was a very, very well-crafted album. Uh, Fine Without You. Uh, it's got a great beat, and the vocals are layered really well. It's even got some ooze uh, if you listen for it. Um, but within all of that crazy mess of sound, everything in this album sort of has that wall of echo. So like there, there's no point where the sound wave stops. There's no quiet. There's always a back sound reflection, or or like some sort of ambient uh, sort of hum from a from a keyboard. Um, Heaven sent. Um, you know, it, it's it's got that dash of punk rock about the. It's the sound of punk rock about the time that I stopped wanting to have anything to do with punk rock. But it is definitely a sound that a lot of people like. Um, and uh, it differed a little bit from the rest of the album um, with speed and um, how the, the the songwriting was structured. Um, and so unaware, uh, this this is uh, maybe a song about coming to grips with the depressing and realness of the brevity of life. I not exactly, but um, the layers were done really well, um, and it came across well uh, overall. Um, but uh, you know, lyrically overall, this, this doesn't seem like it's, you know, uh, somebody done me a wrong album uh, or I ain't got no money um, and I'm getting kicked out of my house, the album, or, you know, I'm, I've got crippling depression, so I'm going to sing specifically about one specific thing. This is a very, like, broad brush album lyrically, and, and I really had trouble grasping a, a lot, but I think that has to do with how I am so far and out of the target audience of this album. But uh, those are three songs that had like musically stood out as I was listening to it over and over and over while watching the Blue Jays win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, True. What would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention? Well, I'm going to go with Fine Without You. Um, there is a certain defiance and a certain snark um, to the attitude of this song um, that if you read the lyrics and try to put them in any sort of male uh, vocally dominated band, it's not to me, it doesn't sound the same. There's something about um, a female singing the song that gives it that snark and that like stiff upper lip the way yeah, I don't care. It is what it is. Um, the way she delivers it in a way a lot of female singers in the indie scene deliver it is deliver this with a much more snarky attitude and that's not to me it's not sexist because to me yeah, I'm, I'm just fucking with you Drew I'm just fucking with you no, 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 no. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about it and to me it's more me saying why like male vocalists no bands. Sorry. are actually like a male vocalist couldn't do a song with this topic in a snarky attitude. It would come off insincere. Um, 
the simple punk drum beat, uh, simple song, just sort of gets you into what this band really is. Uh, California Nights. I, I found myself really falling for this one for some reason. Um, the trials and tribulations of a band, it can, like, especially one like this where they're quickly jumping from, like, obscurity to having, like, a major label say, like, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money. Um, that's sort of uh, crazy and can very easily uh, send people for a loop. And the cool thing about it to me was the guitar, the way the guitar plays into that and like loops back on itself and loops into what the lyrics are uh, is really cool and really goes into their composition work. And then I'm going to go into jealousy. And when I said nitpicky, I meant nitpicky. And I'm going to nitpick on this song a little bit. When there is shanananas, la la la's, uh, some doot doot doos, things of that nature. And yeah, yeah, yes. Some yeah, yeah, yes. I feel like hey, a band. Leave Karen o out of this. <laughs> Maps, yes. Um, but I feel like a band puts those in when they know either their lyrics, maybe ones that vary a lot, so they're very hard to sing along with, even in the chorus, or they know they're small enough at the time that the people in the crowd are not going to be able to sing along to all of their songs because it's not going to be on repeat and they're not going to know every word. So you put in a couple of those so the crowd can like get with it and like get pumped up. It, it also this song it. is the... Yeah, it, it, like, it fills in gaps that instruments that other members of the bands would be filling in that frequency as well. Right, right, right. But it's... it's to me, it is something for the audience to grasp a hold of. Yes, I right. agree with that wholeheartedly. But but here's the thing. I think you can agree with this with me, Brett. This song is depressing as shit, and I wouldn't want to sing along with it even if I knew every word. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, I don't want to sing along with it. It's sad. I'm not happy about this song. Why am I going to la 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 and pump my fist and be all happy about it at the show? I'm like, ah. A lot of, a lot of baby making happening after that. that right. It's very, very not good and regrettable and uh it's like it ends with a handshake in the morning or something yes. <laughs> or somebody ducking out because it's like oh shit i'm here fuck yes. like a really re- i'm crying in the bathroom but yeah. yeah um yeah we go back around the horn uh to talk about final thoughts brett what would you say would be a conclusive thought about the album well, I'm not going to trade my work shirt and jeans for a crop top and high-waisted cutoff jorts, but uh, I could find something to like about this album. I mean, it's it's certainly not going to be a classic. Um, it's more of a time capsule. Like you're going to think of this album more closely to like your Pac-Man fevers and your like I don't know. It, it's not something. It's not something that it's not going to be a touchstone of of an era. It's it's not even like a touchstone of the genre, but I look forward to see what what's coming in the future. It's you know I I, I can't completely unzip and pee all over this album. It's it's just because <laughs> not something I'm into. I can still find some gold in them their hills, but like it's even if I wore somebody who mines them hills on a daily basis, this this doesn't have the best veins inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh true. What would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Um, I, for the most part, when I see indie as a label nowadays, I stick away from it because it usually sounds like hot garbage. Um, and by sound like hot garbage, I mean mixed, produced, and composed 
like hot garbage. Um, this was not any of that. Uh, it was well thought out. It was well planned. Um, it was well put together. Uh, I think it achieved the California Knights ideal, ideal very well. Um, that sort of the the sort of to me it felt more like what a California night would be like for an emo punk kid in the 90s in California which is fine I get down in that from time to time I've been known to like me some some emo music from time to time well you're wrong but <laughs> that's fine I can be wrong um that's still part of the today. part of the deal <laughs> but but the thing is like kind of a deal I had Thank it playing you. on my speaker. I I had it playing on my speakers. And my sister from the other room says, Are you listening to Paramore? <laughs> right. That's, That's the most frightening comparison. But to this me, female like band full of some, some reverb. To me, if if to me, all she usually listens to, my sister, is the vocals of songs. Um, so she was very obviously picking out on the vocals. And if you're a vocalist being compared to somebody like Haley, I don't think you're in bad company. Um, I think that means, you know, what you're doing there. Um, and overall, I guess that's what I could say about the band. They, they know what they're doing. They had, they had bits and pieces that they wanted to take from other bands. Your, your mid nineties to late nineties, pop punk, your kind of surfy, uh, guitar sounds and they wanted to make it something a little bit different add in a little bit of modern indie and I think they're it's pretty alright it's not going to be in regular rotation but it's yeah. pretty good pretty good uh, I will say on my thought I, I wouldn't if, if the show was still around I imagine this would uh, end up being on uh, the soundtrack to an episode of Gilmore Girls it just kind of has that sound yeah, it definitely sounds like something that should be in like a a brooding coming of age like semi-serious rom-com that yeah. uh in the 90s would star like Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh would have a lot of really really bad like fashion. Zach, Zach, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy had a lot of Zach Braff like smash cut. Zach Braff yeah. probably has put this on a soundtrack to some one of his movies. <laughs> uh, Seth, Seth that, Green would have some weird goggles and a spiked haircut with like like blonde tips. Uh, yeah. Of course, I remember to say Zach Braff, uh, so I don't have to bring out the Zach Graff anime. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, the Zach Graff, the Cartesian Graff map. Of, yes, the, the one that I made Braffs. when the ma- one that I made for a previous episode of Record Breakers. Yeah, I'll bring them <laughs> now. Uh, that being said, uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Uh, this album just makes me happy. I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, and that's sort of why I wow. We need no, to talk. a real knee slapper of this album. No, no, it it's it, it is it is lyrically it is depressing, musically it is very happy. And I kind of like that that weird tug of war. I mean, I you know, I'm the one who's brought up most of the emo records to this podcast. You know, that's <laughs> that sort of vibe is something I really like and I've enjoyed for a long time. And you know, this is, I think this is their third album and all three of them are a little bit different. All three of them are, you know, have a little bit different of a vibe. I just feel like this is the most complete and most, you know, put together of them. 
but they're all good. I enjoy them all. Um, I really enjoy it. I think, uh, I think the world, the world needs more like, like there's something to be said for simple, basic, fun rock and roll. And I feel like that's what this hits for me. No jump splits, no deal. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard of a band called real big fish? And I like real big fish. Yes. No jump splits. with real big fish. No. No, Hold on, real big jump fish had jump splits. I've seen real big fish live oh, yeah, like yes. eight okay. times. They have. I jump have splits. not. I, I have not seen real big fish do jump splits. That, were they wearing zubas? That that's that. No zubas. Uh, Hawaiian okay. shirt. No zubas. Okay, it's like wearing zubas on, on your chest. It's you know yes. Hawaiian more, shirt. More or less, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Zuba. <laughs> Hawaiian be a slogan Zubas for like for, yes. a, a yeah. Couple- I, that makes Hawaiian shirts. That's the tagline. Oh my god! We need, did someone make Hawaiian Tom, shirts with like Zubas, like black and white line pattern? Because I this, if, well, if I can get a Hawaiian shirt print for Zubas, I, I want to be able to get the tiger striped in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Uh, well, well, let's let's get Tommy Bahama on the phone. Uh, we'll figure All this right. out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tom, what's up? Hey, Mr. Uh, Bahama. Yes. Uh, that being said, uh, those are our complete thoughts on this album. Uh, we get to our main event of the evening. We talk about our haiku reviews. Uh, sum these things up in a poetic form. Uh, let's start with Brett. What is your haiku? Nothing done so bad with pretty female vocals. Tight and well produced. Mm-hmm. Drew, what is your haiku? Something of the sound of the 90s mixed with bits of modern indie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw mine in there. Uh, surf rock done anew. A couple peeps doing tunes in their Cali style. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Right amount of pop. Sad lyrics behind fun songs. Soundtrack for summer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, all right. So that, <laughs> that concludes our thoughts on this album. Uh, you can check that out on the Spotify playlist. Play along at home if you haven't already. Uh, go and listen on, on there. The next album on that playlist that you're going to get on next week's album uh god it's almost like i haven't been done this in a while uh <laughs> next week's album is going to be provided by brett brett what do you got for us next week drew work with me drew drew work with me here uh drew uh are you down with the funk i'm down with the funk uh, what are your thoughts on rhythm and blues uh, or I enjoy jam- rhythm and blues how about how about jamming i i i'd be jamming well, you know, there's how about song? How about albums that have six tracks? Are you into albums that have six tracks? Uh, I grew up listening to punk, so I'm gonna go with yes on that one. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, there's this guy. He he had a couple of, like co-musicians. One named Billy Cox, the other Buddy Miles. Um, he he stopped wanting to be in his band called The Experience. Um, so he did an album called band of gypsies this is Jimi hendrix live album band of gypsies um if there has never been a slow pitch that has been thrown over the mound this is it 
Um, but uh, this is something that after this weekend, hanging out with the musicians that I hung out with and watching the music I did, I was like, man, this was something that we always put on. And this is something I bet a lot of people that are younger than me have never heard. Yes. But yes, Band of Gypsies, 1970. Look for Jimi Hendrix, be all psychedelic painted on the cover. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and listen to that at home. Uh, it's going to be a fun discussion. Uh, that being said, you can, of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HibbityRibbert, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Juicer4X. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4 Record Breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com is our email. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube. Share, like, subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher. Look for us all over the place. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Okay. Blue Jays, let's play ball. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>